When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 854, six minutes till nine o'clock. Today, mostly cloudy with a passing shower, sunny breaks by afternoon with a high of 68, so pretty pleasant day, a little passing shower. Mostly cloudy tonight with an isolated shower overnight, 59 for the low. On Thursday morning, clouds then partly sunny, a bit warmer, the high of 72. Friday, sunny and 80. Saturday, sunny and 82. Sunday, sunny and 84. And Monday, sunny and 85. So after these isolated little little things pass through for the next, this week's looking beautiful. There's no doubt about that. It is cloudy, mostly cloudy anyway, and 62 degrees right now. So what else? What else? Everything is good. Yeah, well, I mean, that sounds like great weather to go and catch a Twins home playoff game. Ooh, I got invited to it. It was it next Wednesday, I think. Are you going to go? I think so. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. I would go if I were you. That's eh, only bad. I've seen World Series after World Series yeah. win. Yeah. No. What time's the game at? I don't, I don't know yet. That's the whole I think, problem. I think I heard one of them is supposed to be a day game. Yeah, one like, of them I think is. like 1.30 or something like but that. But I don't know which one that is. But yeah, I think it was because it was at October 4th, I believe they start. And I think the first one, which is like a Tuesday or Wednesday. What three? Three what? October 3rd. Oh, is October when, 3rd. Yeah, they start. sorry. Oh, that's when it starts? Uh, po- the postseason, like post yeah. I don't know. It, it depends Indeed. on what day they want AL and Tuesday. NL to start. But yeah, Tuesday, October 3rd is the Tuesday, first day. Tuesday, October 3rd is the first day. But we don't know if the Twins are playing that day yet. Yes, exactly. Okay. We'll figure that out. Uh, for people who maybe have never been, going to playoff baseball is a lot of fun. It is a great time. And, uh, again, the 87 Twins can show you. Don't think you know who's going to win it automatically because I believe the KQ Morning Show was predicted they would win the World Series, and we were laughed at for that. Nationally, they made fun of us for picking the Twins to win the World Series. Never heard back from them once yeah, they did win the World Series. Funny how that works. Nobody wants yeah. to follow up at, with you after they just trashed you for being making right. a prediction. So national television trashed us. Don't worry about our feelings. You still got your Homer hanky. I'm, it's got to be somewhere, yeah. You should pull that bad boy out. I should figure that uh, figure that out, what the hell I did with it. Yeah. Probably not a bad idea, ladies and gentlemen. Wave it. All right. Now, oh, I do. I did want to get to this one earlier, so we get get a chance to get to it now. The worst thief ever. How can you be a bad thief? Oh, it's a bad thief. It's a, it's a it's really a, bad thief. The end goal was not <laughs> ideal. Oh, Is it like those oh. guys that rob yeah. their own store and with their name tag on? Uh, yeah, no. I'm just saying 
This is not the one you want. If you're going to steal something, this is not the one you want. This was a really bad idea. Thank you. I thought so. The person who stole a shop vac from a truck in Philadelphia's Frankfurt neighborhood could be in for quite some surprise. Don Shump, who owns the truck and vacuum, said that there are hundreds. i got to be honest with you. If my name were Mr. Shump, I would change my name. Or lean into it. Hey, Shumpy. How's it going? (laughs) Shumpy Dumpy. Shump the slump. Shumpty Dumpty. Shumpty Dump. Something like that. Whoever it was grabbed, uh, that grabbed his, oh, whoever that was that grabbed this grabbed a shop vac that was filled with, they stole a shop vac that was filled with something. What was it filled with? Yeah, Tevin and AJ, you have to guess. Uh, I already know, I so have I the, can't. I have the story pulled up, so oh, you know. I'm sorry. AJ, I guess you're the only one that can guess. An excess amount of dust or something. I don't know. Like, it, I, I don't know. Something, maybe there's a lot of glass in there for some reason. I don't know. What? Oh, something drugs. Well, what happened was, whoever it was that grabbed uh, this grabbed a shop vac that was filled with several hundred hornets. What? Oh, God. I know. Several hundred? Several hundred. So they steal a vacuum, put it in their car, I'm assuming, and now you have a hornet-filmed vacuum in your car. Can you even imagine how frightening that would be? Opening it up? What the hell? That's got to make, like, a buzzing sound as you you're, think. like, carrying it out. But, like, your right. adrenaline's pumping, right? Like, you're stealing something from somebody's car. Right. Your adrenaline's pumping. You grab it. You're running. You're not really your, – your heart is beating in your chest. You're not paying attention. It would be, like, in the car later after you calm down a little bit going, is that, is that making some weird – what's that? Is that yeah. plugged in? Is that – yeah. Who walks past a parked car and, like, looks through the window and sees – Yep, that, the shop vac. That's, oh. that's what I'm going to steal you today. That. What? It's wild when you find out with these like niche things you wouldn't know about. But there is a huge market for resale on strollers. Oh, so really? People steal baby strollers all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, well, because strollers are like $300, $400, $500. Like, Depends on the really stroller. Know. Bring it on up, bra. But like, it's one of those things where... You're very vulnerable in that situation because you're putting your kid in, you know, it's when the parking lot's you hear why. You never know about these things until you're in these situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. putting your kid in your car seat. You've got your stroller or whatever. People run up and steal the stroller. I guess it happens all the time. And then you can resell some of them for like 800 bucks. Jeez. I know. The shop back was filled with several hundred hornets, Shump said, and not just workers. They had a preponderance of queens. Shump is the owner of Philadelphia Bee Company, uh, beekeeping operation based in the city. We do removals of anything that flies and stings. That's <laughs> Those a nice, are, great if job. If it flies or stings, we got you. We got you covered. His company relocates honeybees and bumblebees and will often use them to make uh, honey to sell in the Philadelphia area. Nice. For hornets and wasps, uh, Shump said they basically uh, typically freeze and study them. Last Thursday, the beekeeper siphoned hundreds of hornets into a shop back while on a job in Malvern. Shump put the shop back in the bed of his pickup truck and made the drive home to Frankfurt. Uh, he was planning to freeze the insects the following morning. The truck I was driving was new, so I hadn't gotten a, a chance to put a wrap on it yet. So there was no clear signage as to what might be in the vehicle. Uh, they stole it, and the thing was full of hornets. Not just bees, but hornets. This is even better. They have those like videos where people do those trick packages full of like confetti or dog poop mm-hmm. and they'll like mm-hmm. blow up in people's houses and they oh, have it yeah. videotaped. Yep. This is even better than that. Like this is an accidental bee delivery for a thief. And who would, who would even, like you said, 
I wouldn't even think about worrying about my sh my dirty shop vac in the back of my vehicle being stolen. Right. Plus the fact, who the hell would want to steal a shop vac for Christ's sake? I guess, I, I mean, I want, let me look at you, see how much are used shop vacs. I have no idea how much a shop vac even costs. We have a shop vac. Shop. I've never used it, but we have one. Just in case. Yeah, this is one of the Catherine's a shop vacky. All right, I see anything from 50 to 65, well, 30, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 25. Okay. So you went through all of this for a $30 vacuum? <laughs> like, if you're going, I'm not saying you should go steal something, but like, make no. it like, plan, if you're going to plan a heist, make it like the last heist you have to do. The good heist. Right. Okay, some of the ones I was looking at were really little, and I feel like this is a big one. So let's go towards the bigger ones and say 60 to 75 bucks. Use shop but vacs. Still, was Not it worth it to, to go to jail over that? Well, now to get stung. Of course, nobody goes to jail right. anymore, so never mind. And you just say, "I oh, sorry, it looked like my shop vac. I thought I was grabbing mine," and then they walk away. You ever been stung by a hornet? Yeah. It yeah. does hurt like a zombie. Oh yeah. There's oh. no doubt about that. Um, one time I was throwing my ball for my dog Izzy and Robot, and I. There was a ground nest, which I did not know was a the thing. The worst. Did not know that was a thing. They come out. The hornets were stuck in Izzy because they have, you know, dogs have such oh, thick pelts. Yeah. I had to pull them. You know how traumatizing it was Eek. as Izzy's crying, trying to pull out full bees from her. Oh. I'm crying. She's crying. Robot's confused. It was terrible. No, I ran over when I was in high school. I ran over a ground <gasps> nest as I was oh. mowing the lawn. Oh. And I started getting like stung on the ankle. So I run in the house. I look back out at the lawnmower and it's just covered in bees and hornets or whatever. Oh. It was like, no, Did um, you just leave the lawnmower oh, for a while? Yeah, we just left that sit out there I, for at least an hour. <laughs> it was like, came it's out in the middle of the summer in oh. a full sweatsuit to go back out and get it. There's a new hack if you see like a, them building a nest. You take a container of gasoline and you just put it up to the, you put it oh, up yeah. against it, it yeah. they'll all die. Or, or, well, I heard that it, okay, well, I guess you're going to murder them. Well, no, there was, or there's a thing where if you put something else that looks like a beehive or something, then it tells them that somebody else is already here, so they fly away because they want to be isolated. We watch, next to somebody. we've got different algorithms going on. Mine's murder, bee murder makes me feel good. I love watching them all die. And you're like, I want you to relocate. Right, but isn't that what you're supposed to do? You're, you're supposed not, to do. Yeah. You're supposed to like save the bees, but I'm sorry, if you're building a hornet's nest on my house, you're getting a oh cup of gasoline gosh. and you're you gonna gotta die. Go. You gotta yeah. go. It's all Can't live it. my life like that. All right, I warned all of you not to do this, and I know it was one of the three of you who did this. Okay. British Airways pilot fired after snorting cocaine off a woman's breast before the flight home. He needed a little upper. I told you all three not to do that, and what happened? Typical. We had to find somebody with tits, and that's step <laughs> one. Not me. I'm not the one. If you try to put okay. cocaine on mine, it'll all just fall right off my weird boobs. Um, I, isn't that the dream though, to find something like a little stronger than coffee, but not as extreme as cocaine? So maybe a little bump was just all he needed. So you think that's what it is? Like, I mean. The, the flight got home pretty quick. Like it was. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, that red eye flight. Yeah. Went kind of moving along. Okay, but doesn't that like a novelty is to do coke off somebody? Like how you're, that makes me think he's not doing coke all that much if like, He's doing it off somebody's skin because the more efficient yeah. way to do drugs would be on a hard surface. Mm -hmm. So like that kind of blows my mind that he's like in a 
1980s movie. Yeah, and this also probably isn't his first time. No, because he's if you're casually do, doing right, it. If you're going to do coke before, before flight. Yeah. yeah, before flight, you're not doing it for the first time off of somebody's breast. Yeah. No. I have a question. I did coke once in my life, and it did absolutely nothing. What is wrong with your brain? So is that mean that I was given cocaine that wasn't cocaine? Yeah. That was flour. Yeah, pro probably flour. I wouldn't I doubt it. So. I hope you didn't pay much for it. I didn't pay for it at all. It was given to me. There you go. I'm not yeah. buying illegal drugs. Still you take you. illegal drugs. You won't buy them. Yeah, well, I trusted a radio guy. What does that tell you? You rented them, but yeah. you did not buy. Radio and record people. That's all I have to say. To I can't you. even imagine or, being yeah, in just radio Just the music in the 80s. industry in general. Oh, God. Like, I can't imagine what that was like at the height of all of it. I probably would have been a little cokehead. Had a drummer in a very famous band, won't say who it is because I don't want to besmirch the band just because of what their drummer said. He actually said, Tommy, uh, we're coming back to town. Called me. Tommy, we're coming back to town. We're doing a couple of shows at blah, 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 blah. I wonder if you could do me a favor. I said, yeah, I can do you a favor. No problem. What do you need? He goes, I'm looking to buy a pound of cocaine. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Who, who is it? Ah. Who, who's, who's on the phone? Oh, Goodbye. my God. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go find you a pound of cocaine. So when I worked at the House of Comedy, there were comedians that would come in and be like, hey, can you get me some weed, right? Like right. That was usually what right. it was. And I remember there was a certain comedian that came in, and he was like, he was trying to speak in code, but his code was really bad. And yeah. so I was assuming he wanted weed. <laughs> and he was like, I want $100 worth. And I, at the time, I'm like a young kid of like, I don't really, like, it seems like a lot of weed, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, like a lot right. of weed. So I show up with $100 worth of weed, and oh he's like, God, oh my God, And he's like, what is this? And I was like, you said you wanted, like, weed, right? And he's like, no, I wanted $100 worth of Coke. And I was like, I have no idea where to even find <laughs> What you. are you going to do with this weed now? I tried to give it back. That's not really how drug <laughs> deals work. <laughs> no. Drug deals work. No. So, Do you have your receipt? Yeah, yeah. right. Nordstrom is, has a great return. I would highly recommend buying everything from Nordstrom. Um, Nordstrom cocaine aisle. They have a great yeah. return policy, but I don't know if like people who are dealing out of their cars. Oh, yeah. I just remember being like so shocked. I was like, you just asked a random person that you don't know for some coke? Like, L.A. is, is a weird. completely different beast out there. Yeah. That I is bet. Weird. Yeah. Get me some cocaine. No. Yeah, about well, that. Because a lot of them were like, well... Yeah, out in L.A., asking for Coke is like asking to bum a cigarette off of some buddy mm -hmm. anywhere else Good. in the country. So yeah. That's L.A. <laughs> yeah, How a... casual that person spends money on Coke. $100, yep. you're just for a night or two. Dang. Whatever works. Here I am not getting extra guacamole anywhere because it's right. like two or three bucks, and this person's buying $100 worth of cocaine. No. A pilot for British Airways allegedly bragged about snorting cocaine off a woman's breast just hours before he was due to fly a plane home. It's claimed the first officer told an air stewardess pal that he had a very naughty boy. He had been a very naughty boy, excuse me. He had been due to fly a jet from South Africa to London, but it was canceled after the alarm was raised, costing the airline 100,000 pounds. Do you think he still has a job? Absolutely not. He might. In this economy? <laughs> he might. We need In to this work. economy? Probably uh, flying spirit now. I just... Yeah, Probably. I hate when people use the word naughty for sexual kind of vibes. Because yeah. I like using naughty for like, oh, shoot, you know, like, oh, the dogs were naughty today. And like, I'm not trying to make it sexual. So I hate when people try to take a word I use 
and make it sexual. And as like a grown man to tell another naughty. adult, like I was a naughty boy, like no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I would get out of that no. conversation so quick. <laughs> like, yeah. If we had right. a comedian come in here and I was like, oh, I was a naughty boy last night, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I have diarrhea. I have to go. I pooped my pants. I need to leave. Time to get out. Yeah, evacuate. Um, the worker then reportedly flew back to, uh, back to uh, the UK as a passenger the following day and was fired after giving a positive drug test at Heathrow Airport, the mirror report. Oh, so they drug tested him and busted his ass. So he was bragging about this knowing that he would lose his job if he it was revealed? How stupid are you? Dumb enough to do coke off somebody's breast and then brag about it. Well, here's the good part. He's a married dad of one, oh, so it got even worse. Uh, had flown to Johannesburg, and it was uh, during the break before he was due to uh, head back to England that he became involved in the alleged drug and sex scandal uh, he revealed what had happened on the uh, night off and his alleged lewd behavior in text messages to a colleague. You're texting, you got a wife and a kid, and you're texting how you're banging some woman and doing coke. This guy is not thinking straight. No, he's really no. not. I'd have to agree with I'm you. I'm still thrown off by, like, did he really do it off some woman's breasts? Because I just go, either you're a coke addict and you would be smart enough to not do it that way, right. or you're, like, in a... You're like the main character in a movie in your head, and you're like, let's do it off your boobs. Please take off your blouse. Right. Like, it's all blowing my mind. Well, now it turns out there were two of them. He allegedly said how he had met two local men, a female Welsh tourist and a young Spanish bird mm. at a nightclub. Fun. Well, wait a minute. It says here, oh, so you met two men, a, f a female Welsh tourist and a young Spanish woman? So you met four people? The pilot reports the sun that we all uh, we all walk stagger. That says we all walk stagger back up to the hotel bar for one last one before bed. One of these guys is getting on very well, but she's told him that I'm her boyfriend. Well, I, yeah, don't do that either. Don't sounds, tell people I'm your boyfriend. Sounds like this guy is like the type that says he's got a camp girlfriend, and you know it's not true. This feels like so you know it's all BS. I'm saying. Yeah, like it, he did it off. A guy's chest at best, and I almost said something else, but I held back. Something, something to do with a pubic bone or anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. a shock. <laughs> There's a shock. The pilot reports uh, the son said we all walked uh, back up there. Uh, she's told everyone that I'm her boyfriend. A couple of drinks uh, into the bar. A bit of snogging. What is snogging? I think that's sex, right? That's uh, that's making that's out. That's the British term for like making out. Okay. Oh, snogging. That yeah. is okay. And then we're uh, somehow all on our way to the dude's flat. Well, she decided that I should uh, actually be her boyfriend. Nobody says that term. Boyfriend? Like, Probably if they're, true. they're like this wild and ambitious, like, you're my boyfriend. No, <laughs> yes, that, that never happened. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to have to, okay, block your ears because I get, this Earmuffs. is in the story. Uh, we went, uh, then we somehow are on our way to this dude's flat. Welsh has decided that I should actually be her boyfriend. Spanish has hooked up with one of the two young lads and is having her titties sucked on the sofa. Nice. It's <laughs> a nice afternoon. Why? Why? So that's how you report the story? Really? <laughs> like just because he framed <laughs> Your face is so red. Just I because, know. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> cool. 
right. no, you could be so vague about it. Like right. sexual acts occurred just on the because, sofa. Just because that's how he told you the story doesn't <laughs> mean that's how you have to type it into the paper. <laughs> like I would hold back. You don't even. And then her, we started getting involved in her toes. Like you don't right. have. No. We don't need the deets. Okay, guys, I gotta come clean here. Oh, oh here we go. I saw this story and I read like the first like three sentences. I was like, oh, this will be a funny thing to talk about. I didn't get this far, so I didn't know I was going to Oh, like I think this. it's interesting. It's getting fascinating. I, I you just describe my life. How many times will like, I'll read like the first couple paragraphs and I like to like not know so we can react. Yeah. This happens all the time and Tom will be like, Brittany. And I'm like, I had no this, idea. I don't know what you're talking about. This keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> uh, it does AJ's get worse a freak. and worse. <laughs> AJ's been a naughty boy. <laughs> naughty, naughty, naughty. He tells of how he uh, decided to strip off as the women were dancing topless, and then they started taking cocaine. (laughs) He reportedly said, I've lost my shirt somewhere, and one of the local lads produces a plate with a few lines of coke on it. So there's a debate about whose chest is best to do a bump off, adding that the story of how I ended up snowing coke, excuse me, off a girl's titties in Joburg. He also allegedly uh, told how he was so tired the following day that he couldn't get up until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Dang. A lot of titty references in that story, but there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Well, his wife gets to hear about everything. Could you imagine? Because, like, it's not like you go, there was sexual relations that went down in this, you know, small village or whatever, whatever, whatever. This wife gets to hear every detail. No detail. But now, I mean... That's almost better for her because now she doesn't have to sit there and just imagine yeah. what happened. She's True. Is defendant. it better for her? Is that where we're going to put <laughs> I'm it? To, I'm trying to spin it for her, make her feel Is a little bit better. Is this a better, better sitch yeah. for Mrs. Airline? Yeah, I don't. That whole deal, let's, let's get together. I'm married, I got a kid, but I'm going to go hang on a bar and I'm going to hang out with naked women and then they're going to cuff a carrot. Or What are you doing? What happens in Joburg stays in Joburg. <laughs> yeah, apparently. In detail, the way that I sucked her nipples were as follows. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Titty. I, I gotta go titty. I just thought I'd get specific on what part of the titty, sir. Ooh. Now Ooh. we gotta run this by we got we gotta bring it back to a little reality here. Thank God. Uh, is the girlfriend effect real? Do guys look better when they're taken? Mm. Do you think that's true? I do I think that somebody uh no. That they don't look better. Just because no. they're dating. No, I, I, like, it's like the idea is kind of like having a dog for me. I just kind of want to know more details. I mean, more like, it's like you showed me a part of your life. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, if Tevin came in here and was like, I have a girlfriend, I'd say, oh, what's she like? What's she do? Does stuff like that. It'd be the same kind of feeling as if he was like, I have a dog. Oh, cool. Like, what kind of dog? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like another facet. But I don't right. think anyone gets more attractive. If they have a girlfriend. Okay, well, we'll read the story. People are talking about something called the girlfriend effect on social media. And the idea is that guys look hotter when they're taken. The videos going viral are simple. Well, do you think maybe guys try harder when they're taken? Maybe that's why they look better? I think it's because most guys, when they have a girlfriend, their girlfriend probably stops them and prevents them from leaving the house yeah, looking maybe. a mess. And so you're <laughs> naturally going to look You mean better. like me the other night? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, because like when I'm out with my girlfriend, first of all, everybody ignores me because they're like, oh, you, she looks great. And then they just kind of, oh, hey, Tevin. And, Keep keep it pushing. So I would say for me it's the opposite. I don't, you weren't in when I was talking about going to my friend's induction to the Golf Hall of Fame, right? I think he was when you, it was. You were talking about it on Monday. Uh, oh, that's right. We talked about it on Monday that mm-hmm. Catherine called me John Fetterman. Yeah. yeah, you really need to step up your game. You can't just because it's a golfing award does not mean you can look like a golfer. And I agree with her. That's true. She was absolutely right about that. Yeah. 
the videos are going viral. Um, well, let me start over again. People talk about something called the girlfriend effect on social media, an idea that the guys uh, look hotter when they're taken. The videos going viral, uh, they're simple. A woman shows photos of her boyfriend before and after they get together. The implication is that the guy's got a, the guy kind of gets a glow up because their ladies are helping him with fashion and grooming. Maybe there's more to it. Maybe guys get a boost of confidence from being uh, in a relationship or make a stronger effect to look sharp. That said, most of the videos that are, uh, aren't that convincing. In one, the boyfriend's good looking, but both uh, before and after. And in the other pics, he looks more like a teenager while he looks uh, more like a young man in his now pics. Either way, some people have pointed out that this would not work the other way. Just imagine a boyfriend effect where a guy says that a woman is hotter because she's on his arm uh, and she's taking his advice on what to wear and how to groom herself. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Does this matter to you guys at all, the, the girlfriend effect? I know that once I got married, so many men were after me. Oh, it's nonstop! It was constant. I did think it was funny because I went to myself like, I can't remember if Tevin ever showed me a photo of his girlfriend. So I went to your ha Instagram. Haven't you met her? No, never met her. Oh. Which like I feel like okay, is never mind. annoying. No, I no, should no, meet her. Feel worse. But you go. so get this. This is what happens. So I go to your Instagram thinking yep. that she's going to be on your Instagram. Oh, no, it's all prints. Prince. On December 26, 2021 is your last photo of her. And the funny thing about it is it says first of many. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one another one. There you go. Guys, there you go. I will say I'm terrible at the first of many. There's so many, not. and it just cracked me up because I was like, well, that was the last proof that she even existed. And, well, and because so she loves taking photos whenever we go out anywhere, and so my camera roll is just a million photos of her, but she is a little self conscious at the same time so she will be like well you can't post it because that's not a great one and me i just think oh well they're all great so i don't ever post any of them because i don't want to get she can be creeped out if i follow her i'll follow her no she I'll found out you worked her. at secondhand hounds or worked with secondhand hounds and she wants to be your best friend because love she that for down. us love that for us so i'll follow her because i would like to see many more photos of her and first of many I'm still waiting on that from 2021. I'll, I'll airdrop you some. Thanks. You Thanks. I appreciate it. We got to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. More of the show coming up. Oh, by the way, I should mention that uh, Phil and Judd are not on, haven't been on the last few weeks because the Viking season starts and they have a different schedule. So once we move up a, a, an hour next week, they'll be returning to the show at that time. I don't know which segment they're going to take, whether it be early in the show or late in the show. That'll be up to them. But that's why they're not on, because they're doing their their Purple Daily Viking Report or some bullshit, something like that. Yeah. But here's your report. The Vikings suck. Right. There, that's say, the I thought they were just boycotting since the Vikings <laughs> haven't won anything yet. Yeah, there you go. This is Tommy B. for my pals at Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965, and the name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make some memories camping wherever you want with a pole trailer RV, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr. started the business, and the brother and sister team of Tim and Lisa handle Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm in Elko New Market. They're the best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personable employees, often sons and daughters of this third-generation family-owned business. They do what they say they will do every time because their name is on the building. And with a huge selection... 
an RV service professional standing by, you will leave satisfied no matter what you're looking for. Niemeyer takes care of every memory maker, I mean customer there, of course, that visits their Albertville or Elko Newmarket location. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Put your passion on the road. They're my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales, I'll tell you that. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B., Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Are you going to be Tom Bernard or am I going to be We're back, Tom baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. Isn't it's it- your boy, Tevin. Tom's. <laughs> Isn't it so <laughs> tempting pause. to say, oh, yeah, baby? Like, there's yeah, the baby, tempting whatever. to go, yeah, baby, when yeah, you have to baby. fill in, yeah, baby, is so real and palpable. Mm-hmm. 
Thomas Bernard can't be here because Typical. he's got massive diarrhea. No, that wasn't okay. it. Was, I don't, I'm not on the lame parts of the show. That's what it was. Lame part. He's going to open a drink. Yep. Dang. It's a little early, Mr. Bernard. To be yeah, drinking. that LaCroix, boy. That'll really get, get you going. Look at that. Hoda. Look at, the, look at the, Passion fruit. Look, that's right. You can't hold right back his passion. Look at that, my passion fruit. What's Very your dangerous. favorite LaCroix? Let's go around the... The room. My favorite, favorite LaCroix is anything that's not LaCroix. <laughs> You're not a LaCroix drinker. You don't like you got LaCroix, it. really? Not a dr- favorite LaCroix flavor, go, Tom. I don't have a favorite. They're all good. The lemonade one is fantastic, or lemonade. Lemoncello. Lemoncello. That's there my go. favorite. Tastes like birthday Phenomenal. cake. Phenomenal. I don't have them that often. The one I think I know I've had that I enjoy kind of is the mango. Ooh. Mango's yeah, good. I like mango. Mango's what good. is wrong with you? What the hell do you like? I, like I can't one I can't remember the last time I had a Lacroix, but I feel like the last time I had it, it's essentially just LaCroix. sparkling water with a little like spritz of some flavor. It's like if a lemon farted in it. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's not like why a, me? I'm not a fan of. I was out of this business to January and February, and what do I do? I ruined my life by coming back. <laughs> I still remember. I was a day before I had the baby. Tom came up to me and was like, "Well, I went, I went to Tom's house because Alex was helping me make sure my car seat was good." Because I was like panicking. I was like, oh my God, nothing in my life is together. Alex, she's like, I'm at my dad's. Come meet me there. And I was one day from having the baby. Mm-hmm. I had the baby the next day. Tom was like, how do you like Hubbard? I was like, bitch, I'm so pregnant. I can't talk bitch. about this. I don't remember you calling me bitch. I remember we were on your cul-de-sac and I was just like, Tom, I, he's like, I think I'm going to come to Hubbard. And I remember being like, well, I like Hubbard, but I'm super pregnant. And I can't talk about this now. Completely forgot about that conversation until like a couple months later, you're like, so you're going to come work with me or what? And I was like, I completely forgot we not had. Not I said at all. I said, you're not coming to work with me. I don't care if you have an ID pass for Hubbard. You're not working <laughs> you're with me. You're not working with me. Get out. <laughs> That's just how it goes. And here we are, sir. Doing rather well. That's all so. I know. I think so. Eight o'clock start starting Monday. Starting Monday. Oh, I'm be gonna eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. I'm gonna look so good. Up. Yeah, yeah, I'll start doing my hair, my makeup. I'm gonna be magnificent. There's not. What could be better? I'll start looking real good. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I used to work with you. Talk. I used to work with you like in the afternoon. Yeah. And you would look the same. Exactly the same. Like I would feel uncomfortable. I think if you came in like full, full makeup and everything. Heels. Sometimes I wear heels at my other job because then I sit the whole time, just like here. When I worked at KQ, I'd wear like heels because I'd literally walk ten steps, sit in my chair, and then take them off. What? Yeah. I can wear uncomfortable shoes when you're in radio because you don't really do anything. What radio? This is not radio. I was talking about when I worked at KQ. They never worked there. You showed up, but you never worked. I answered the phones. I got yelled at a lot for things you said. Like what? Uh, One time I got yelled at by a lady because Passolt said that he threw a cat off when he was sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) I have that audio saved somewhere. So she yelled at you about that? She yelled at me. It was so funny. Passolt was like, yeah, we had this cat. He tried to wake me up in the middle of the night or I threw it off my bed. And the lady was like, that man abused a cat. I was like, have you ever had a cat? You could throw those things real casually. I think cats have jumped off things where I go, holy cribs. 
I don't. Yeah, why would you get upset? Well, I don't. I'm sure he didn't throw the cat off the bed. He just tossed them. Right. People take it too literally. They do take it much too literally. So, uh, calm down, everybody, for God's sake. Nobody ever called and complained about me. I just know it. I had a whole job (laughs) where I, and my my game I'd always play because I always make games out of everything. Like I'll always have fun no matter what job I had. I had fun on deployment. Like my thing was, I'm gonna try to get this person by the end of the conversation to at least like me. (laughs) <laughs> so they'd call in and be like, I can't believe Tom Bernard said that about our school system. And I'd be like, yeah, that's really interesting. Like, what did he, first I'd have to, my point would always be starting strong. What did he hear? Because did he hear all of it? What did he, I want to know. I'd say, mm-hmm. yeah, can you kind of elaborate? Like, what is the thing that is angering about that? And so I'd get them to say that. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. I, instead of, you can never go hard against anybody. No. So you'd always have to bes- get in the side of it, go, Oh, yeah, I could understand how that would make you mad. Are you a parent with a kid in the school system right now? No. Oh, so I see how, and I try to make them feel stupid for having this right. So I would always massage my way into their lives. You're so much nicer than I would have been. I would have a blast doing it. Like, you're mad? Oh, okay, I'll let them know. Click. My whole job was to just talk to listeners. It was awesome. It was just get yelled at, and I'd be like, by the end of this conversation, I'm going to have them say, I, I'll, kill, I'll keep listening, and I like you. And I'd say, thanks, bro. You think we can get them to call in now? Yeah. yeah. Call in now, sir, because I'd like to point out what I said five, six years ago came true, so shut the I hell would, up. I used a fake example. You're mad about a fake example right now. Well, I asked you, what did you do, and you made it up, so I'm exposing I, you. I got yelled at all the time. Because you, you're lying. You could have gone on air and said, the color red, I hate it. And someone would call in and be like, <clears throat> does he understand that red is Christmas? Like, the amount of things I got yelled at for you, I can't even tell you. <clears throat> Why? Why did they yell at me? Nobody ever yells at me. You should be very thankful. People Why? are that passionate and that are listening that much. Oh, you've decided? I've decided. Okay. I Every hate letter I ever got, I kept for the longest time because I was like, somebody knows my name and they spelled it right. <laughs> yeah, that's, Shook it. Well, that's true. So I don't know. Very, I got yelled. Good. I had a whole job just based on people calling me or they'd call and say, I agree with Tom. And I'd say, cool. You want to talk about anything else? Did you watch anything else? I'd just talk with them. So you never worked then either. No. Nope. Well, that's exactly Where's what she's saying. Shock? It's yeah. exactly what she's saying. I didn't want to work, so I talked on the phone to people. It's such a fun job. Whatever works. God, I'm just looking at some headlines. It's just, all the headlines now are just, you don't want to even read this stuff, do you? No. Because uh, I don't, again, I don't really have a political position. First of all, I never did. I was never locked into being a Democrat or a Republican. I've been both. Yeah. I've never locked it in like, this is all I'll ever believe the rest of my life. It's like, what? Why are people so locked into one party? I don't understand it. I don't know. It's even funny. It's like, I don't even know how you commit, right? Because right, you always call me right. a Democrat, but I always laugh because I was like, is there like something I'm supposed to like go on a uh, top of a building and go, I declare Democrat? Like, how do you, I don't, I no, kind of. You told me your new beliefs. Uh, my new beliefs? Yes, you did. He said, I'm actually very, very liberal now, you know. I've never walked Bullshit, in and said that. you said that. it sitting in that chair. I've never like said. four or five months ago. Hey, by the way, sitting I'm very. Sitting in that chair. So wait, in this in this fake scenario you, you were have. You kissing up to your husband. Oh, he's a bleeding art, so I'm. My husband is from Shevlin, Minnesota, <laughs> where like guns are the currency. He, I like it. And he's more apolitical than I am. Even during the pandemic, he once said to me, I didn't even realize it was a pandemic. I was just kind of putting my head. He doesn't under he doesn't read anything. He is the most 
when we were dating, I was like, who did you, you know, we were talking and I was like, there was this whole article about like, you can figure out where people fall because they where they're dating. I was like, what? You can figure out our, who they voted for. You, when you're dating really? somebody, find out whatever. So I was, we were kind of laughing about it. And I was like, t- I go, Justin, I don't even know who you voted for. And he's like, I don't even know what election you're talking about. Well, there you go. He's like American Idol had their vote. <laughs> like I put, I shouldn't put his shit on blast, but like he's more apolitical than I am. I like mean, he's so out of it. You are not apolitical at all. Before I got this job, I used to be so in my own world. Yeah, before like I started coming on like this show and having to talk about politics, whatever you guys would, I would like have to. Google search like, wait, what side is Democrat? What, what side is Republican is politics? again? Right. Is when I look at Tevin's computer, it's just over and over. What is politics? Right. Is politics? The, question mark. Is it the donkey one or the elephant? Which... Well, how did it become so popular then in your generation? It's not. Oh, the hell, no, it, it's it, not. It is. It is. You can't. Are you, you can't crazy? say it. I don't think it is. I think. Oh God. I think they like. I think that Gen Z is a big fan of messing with. Different political parties. When is, what's Gen Z? Again? That's the one a little younger than me. Oh, okay. Are you Gen Z? No, no you're I'm millennial. millennial. Yep. And we, you're right on the cusp, AJ. Yeah. But I don't think millennials. Millennials are dead inside. We're not trying. We're trying to like buy our coffee and at someday have a mortgage. But neither of those things are now announcing to the world they can't wait till the last baby boomer dies. Okay, yeah, like one millennial exactly. did that. No, 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 no. Um, no. as somebody but who you relies, are very political. I I rely on this baby boomer to stay alive, so I have a paycheck. So I'm not trying to get these baby boomers to die. Well, I understand that, but I'm just telling you, people of your generation are really political. I uh, I don't hang out with them. No. I don't know them. You I don't hang out with the them. News. Well, we all know that I don't do that. Like, yeah, that's true. You wouldn't want to read the, the news on a talk show. <laughs> Why would me, you? Today in the morning, you told me I don't have to read another headline. That's not what I said. I said, shut up. That's totally different. <laughs> you did say both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you well, go. In exactly. Tom's defense, you did tell me you wanted to kill him on air. Yeah, she did. That was Monday. Monday, yeah. That was like 48 hours ago. Oh, that was a long Water time. Water under the bridge. That's a big deal. Yeah, don't worry about everything. I thought fine. it was really nice of me to say it on air. So nice of you. Because like I said it off air and I realized that's not fair. People don't know the vibe. They should know the vibe. And they should know that you, if you are feeling negative towards me or come out like kind of angry towards me. I did tell you I was going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, she did. Solitary yeah. is going to kill me. Yeah. No question about it. But seriously, you actually believe that certain generations are not political? I believe that millennials don't lean towards politics because they've been yelled at by everyone all the time, always, that they're doing things wrong and they've just want to disappear in their own skin. Right, but I think that just, I would say they're more maybe not as extreme one side or the other. They tend to fall more in the middle Rather yeah. than not be, do you think that's true? Apolitical? So yeah. who's run? Who's pushing this way far left stuff? We know who's pushing the way far right stuff. Who is it that's pushing the way far left stuff? Who is pushing the far right stuff? The old the, the boomers. Okay, but doesn't yeah. it isn't it proven over and over and some that some of the millennials? Um, isn't it proven over and over that the common trend is that you become more conservative as you get older? Yeah, I mm-hmm. suppose that's true. Yeah. Or maybe the parties change in general. Like, they do. You know, as you age, like things that used to fall on the left fall on the right kind of too, but. Yeah, I just don't know who to vote for. I'm in a situation right now. I got nobody to vote for right now. There's some people I like. I don't know if they'd be a great president or not, but I, I, you know, I used to know, I used to always know who I'd vote for, you know, but not now. I think this whole, one of the biggest 
things that we did, and it started after World War II, the greatest generation, then it was the baby boomers, then it was the millennials. To split people up into different groups like that is not a good idea. Yeah. I just don't think it's a good idea at all. I, another hurdle to get over. Yeah, I'm with you. Like everybody shut up and settle down, right? I always thought it was so weird, too, that like, like these part, you know, like, what is it? UK has about 400 different parties. Ireland does. Yeah, Ireland is the and one. I think the UK does too. I think you're right. I think it's like 22 different. Italy definitely does. Italy has like the craziest little <laughs> subcategories <do>. of subcategories. <laughs> and I go, that's kind of better. Because yeah. it's I like agree. these two I different agree. parties, it's like I have to fall in this. Like what if I like this, but I don't like this? Like what if I... I love funding the police, but I don't like this aspect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what if both of those things exist? What do you think? Of the, do you think this whole idea, I mean, look at who our last few presidents were. Not one of them, the last four or five presidents was qualified to be president. Not one of them. I don't think, like, how do you even have that qualification? Like, what job gets you? Should you maybe know something about something? I love that for us. But the, do they? I don't know, even know how you... The last two are all about money growth. Well, everybody was like, Trump should be president because he's he's had successful businesses. Right, right. And that was the whole mantra behind Trump. Yes. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever. I'm the type that maybe I didn't, maybe I did vote for him, whatever. But I'm like, all right, he's president now. Let's see him do the things he's doing. I don't know. I have no idea. Did he successfully do the things he said? I don't even know because we walk around saying the mantras. And then... Biden, he was the vice president, so he should be pre- okay. Yeah, like, is no he sense. doing? Is he not? I don't know. I don't know what the road to presidency is. Obama, everyone was like, he doesn't have enough experience. I don't know. Enough. At least he didn't have any experience. But, I mean, yet he turned out to be the best president we've ever had. Oh in God, here history. we go. <laughs> Look at Jesus. You. What a racist you are. You You're are a racist. horrible racist. You're a horrible uh, racist. Horrible. Not just a racist. A yeah. horrible racist. A horrible You're racist. not even good I'm at being a racist. Those, I'm not even one of those good racists. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're not a good racist. You're inconsistently <laughs> racist. Hey, you know what? You know, Bill, he's actually a good racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. That works. That works for me. Yeah. No, I, I, I think part of the whole problem is the political parties and the news media in this country are filthy. Filthy. And that's mm-hmm. why maybe a lot of people in your generation don't pay attention to that. And I don't blame you. I know. Because they're lying to you like there is no tomorrow. Listen, I'm at a point, it's Disgusting. so bad, where it's like, if I don't see it, if I don't feel it, I don't know if it happened. And I know that's bad because, like, no. where, you know, I you have to get s- so much knowledge. But it's true, man. I love, I love, we should teach people how to find good sources. And that would be an yeah. amazing, amazing class to have in high school is find credible sources. Get back to, like, don't get your medical stuff online. Don't get your, you know, yeah. you ha- don't get your political stuff. On- find believable sources and be able to, like, look at it what it is. I don't know how many times somebody sent me something and it's like, the vaccine is A, B, or C. And I'm like, I wouldn't trust this source yeah. about how to clip yeah. my dog's nails. What the hell are you sending me? So. Well, the thing I don't understand is don't you have people, a group of people in your life you care deeply about? And as long as you got that covered... Like, obviously, I can't dictate who the president of the United States is going to be. So you do your best job to get through it yeah. instead of on the news media where all they do is nonstop bitching about one party or the other. I think right. you have to vote for Jesus. what helps you. The only person who's ever going to represent your point of view is, is yourself. 
Like, so if you find that this person represents the things you want and love for your small, you know, family or whatever, your inner circle, okay, then you have to. So fight for your own point of view. But why is it all got to be about you? Because you just but told me. How about what's best for the universe? Well, you just told me in details. Like, don't you have your your hardcore group that yeah. you would live and die for? Mm, yeah, well, yeah. I do. And so wouldn't you vote for things that you think would be the betterment of that group? I've never seen right. anybody who was going to make it better. But but also never. with that, too, I think, like, you also have to have that open-mindedness where, like, okay, I'm voting for this person because it helps my group, but rather than hate you for not voting for my yeah. person, I should look at it and say, oh, well, your maybe this makes sense for your point of view totally. to vote for that person. Right. So you, Love that. I think if everybody had that rather than going and attacking everybody, it would bring us closer together That's a little bit. Exactly make right. things a hell of a lot easier. When I was working phones at KQ and we'd have people call in and they were like, Listen, I remember the moment I realized, because I remember we never, we were told left and right, Trump would never win. Trump would never win. And I was like, all right, like, you know, I don't love the things he says about women, but whatever, living our lives. People would call in and they'd start saying, listen, I don't love the things he says either, but I'm so scared for my health insurance that I'm mm -hmm. at yeah. a point where, because yeah. we were, keep in mind, they were trying to do the Obamacare and trying to make that work. And the transition was uh, with people, if you had more than one kid, you had to make a decision at some point pay your mortgage or pay your health bills. Right. That's not a good place for people to right. be in. So it was like the perfect opportunity for Trump to say, listen, I'm a business guy. I'm going to solve all this. Now, I'm not saying he did or didn't. Again, I right. fall back on the line of like, I don't know enough. I know like a small amount to be dangerous in what I say. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. <laughs> when I heard people having to make that decision between their mortgage and their health insurance, I said, this is an opportunity for somebody who's very different than your everyday politician to mm -hmm. come in and make promises. Did he do it? I don't know. But I do know that, like, it's you have to fight for what you need out of your, you know, policies. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say, like, it's like, oh, it's a good time for somebody to come in and do something different. It kind of surprises me that we haven't had somebody that's more prominent in, like, the, hey, I'm kind of just down the middle run for president because... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's what a lot of people are looking for. Like, I, you thought kind of like, I thought Marco Rubio was going to be that guy, but that, yet this never happened. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened to him, but you think a guy whose family came from Cuba and he has a success, and yeah. that might be the guy. I don't know what, what to tell I really don't know what to tell you anymore with these people. I, I, I don't know who I'm going to vote for yet. I, I don't know if I have a candidate to vote for. The problem that I think is that as much as I would love just like a right down the middle, you know, we kind of have both sides being yeah, represented here. They just can't do that because that type of person is never going to win the nomination mm -hmm. for whatever party right, it is. Right. And if they run as an independent, they're going to be taking votes away from another. Yeah. And then there's already so many like leaps and hurdles to get just a independent person onto like a debate fo uh, forum. Yeah. So it's it's so hard. So what you see is like. They might have who they are, but then once they finally start getting serious about it, they start kind of pandering to yeah. the base that they <laughs> need more. Pandering. So you'll see like this wave of like they get a little more extreme because that's, you know, they need to win the respect of like that base. And then they slowly will like back it up and back it up. And how close can I tiptoe to that line where I'm kind of representing both, but I'm still representing one uh, to where they can win the nomination and they can get maybe some people to flip and blah, blah, blah. Because at the end of the day, they want to like game it as yeah. we need to get as many votes as possible. Mm -hmm. For greed. Yes. For greed. So. Mm hmm yeah, I don't know. I I just wish we could, I mean, although have we ever been in a position 
Matter of fact, I will tell you, as a nice little Catholic boy in North Minneapolis back in 1960, I'm going to going to uh, school. You know the whole deal and all the rest of it. I cannot tell you how many parents said JFK, who had just been elected president of the United States, better duck his head because they do not like the fact that a Catholic is president. Damn. I mean, it was really looked down upon the fact that he was Catholic. Well, the family's in the mafia. That didn't hurt, you know. But yeah, I, I his death was predicted years before he was killed, like two, three years ahead of time. Jeez. It was unbelievable. They say it's the most dangerous profession. Oh, I would imagine it Being is, president yeah. because percentage-wise, people that have been killed in office. But it's also a stupid statistic because right. it's day-to-day shouldn't be so dangerous. You're sitting around a lot in offices, but who's here we the, are. Who's the one that got stuck in a bathtub? Oh, uh, Taft. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Taft, yeah. Taft yeah. Listen to the Taft phone calls. You fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he weigh like 450 pounds? Or he was something? a big guy. The big fella. As before social media, we would have ripped him to shreds. Why would you get into the tub if you're that big? Why wouldn't you take a shower? You're gonna, you can't stand for that long. Well, yeah, maybe that's what the argument is. <laughs> I can't stand up that long. It's not like they had it. like metal stools back then, so you can't take a wooden stool into the shower. That's a very good point, actually. Thank you. There's no question about it. No, I don't. But but like one thing I will say, looking at. And it changed the way I looked at elections for the rest of my life. There's no question about that. That you have to understand, when in my mid, well, not even mid, because I was 11 years old when Kennedy was assassinated. But there, there was a period, the entire 60s was from 1963 right on. It was hideous. All these people that were being murdered in the streets, Martin Luther King was, was the, killed, was it 68, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Something like that, 67, Yeah. I mean, all these different people, they get mowed down in the streets, for Christ's mm-hmm. sake. It's like, why is this happening? Ugh. And to be a teenager going, why? what is this? What's this all about? Yeah. That is terrifying. So I, I guess I probably have a different view of politicians and politics than a lot of people did. Because my teen years were very scary because everybody was being killed. No, that's terrifying. I mean, think about, <clears throat> think about like, the impact people are feeling from COVID. Like, you know how you had right, the fear of right. that? And like pe- kids had their whole world shut down and had to live in fear over yeah. a virus we knew not, yeah. you know, didn't know enough about. Like, there's just things like, you know, ours was 9-11. Ours was living in fear about getting on planes for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Like every generation has their absolute, that, that thing that holds through throughout, it makes, makes such a mark on you. And yours was like assassinations, which is terrifying. It was unbelievable. I mean, it's the, the start of the hippie era as well, yeah. which was kind of nice to see that some people lied and said, they act, come on, people, let's get together. Right. Which was bullshit. Obviously. They were never going to do that either. But they had a lot of sex. <laughs> yes, they did. They had a lot of sex. Now, I didn't necessarily because I'm me. I know. You know. You waited. I did wait because I did not want to have a baby when I was 17 years old. Thank you. I'm good. Why? They're so cute. Yes. And then I'll be living here the rest of my life. Right. Yeah, that uh, that was never even an option, thinking about that whole deal. But so, you know, maybe what I should do is look back on how unfortunate it was that I was a teenager in that era. Yeah. But on the other hand, how fortunate I was yeah. to have seen that because nothing could be worse than that. So, yeah, you, know, you learn from things, right? Well, yeah, and we talked about too is like I keep going back to what would it be like to be a senior in 
in high school and have the pandemic hit and your senior year is yeah. gone yeah. or like in your 20s and all of a sudden you're like living like like living like a 30 year old like not going out at night kind right. of vibe where you were i just everyone has their things I, nobody's getting out of this world unmarked that's very very true but i mean that's what i guess i'll close with this yeah Please, everybody understand, we all live different lives. We've all lived in different eras. We've seen different things. You know, um, friends of mine had their fathers murdered in the streets, that kind of stuff. You guys probably didn't deal with that. Correct. So we all have different views of what reality is. Absolutely. Maybe we could be a little more understanding of somebody that doesn't think exactly the same way you do. Right? Well, Absolutely. We'll see. What do you mean, we'll see? <laughs> I Just like for it. that, you don't get a vote. You know what? My vote probably should be taken away anyways. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Goddamn Democrat. No, my mother was a Democrat. I was talking about me. I, I know, but you can't You've been claiming I'm Democrat. a Democrat all week. No, I said you're a bleeding heart liberal. Yeah, That's bleeding heart liberal. And I came That's in here and said, a I'm a liberal now. You did. I was never up all. I don't care about any of that stuff. You're a disaster. I'm a disaster. It's true. I got to read a commercial. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, and you I know do. that. And you take advantage of that. I do. On a daily That's basis. That's why I poke at you, because I go, how much can I poke him today? God damn it. I know. I hate everyone now. I know. Just because of you. I know. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed and nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving the customers what they need when they need it, and at a fair price, keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they're taking care of me and my whole family, of course. Whether you need a new Brian furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That is S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? 
I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, some more great headlines from the day. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Why now is a horrible time to refinance your student loan. Well, aren't rates up on everything? You got student loans? Yeah. Nope. Did you ever go to college? Yep. I paid mine off, luckily, during the pandemic. Nice. I invested in Moderna. And when that oh. went... You I paid off your student loan? Congratulations. Did you get your degree? Uh, no. What, what were you going for? Uh, broadcast journalism. Nice. So, yeah, communication. Yeah, so, I mean, I ended up here, so that worked out all right, I guess. You don't need a degree. That's how I met Catherine. She was doing broadcast journalism, and she was working for my attorney, and she wanted to interview me. I was going to interview mm-hmm. Thomas Bernard. Came in. Tom came into where she was working. She gave him attitude, and he was never the same. You know that stuff. Yeah. I didn't know that she was going to interview you. I thought you just showed up. Well, that came up later. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still love the fact the woman I adore to this day, I've been with her for 42, almost 43 years, been married for 39 years. First thing she ever said to me was, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I will never forget. She was I mean, a receptionist with a lot of good people yeah. skills. I mean, the first thing I said to my girlfriend essentially was, "Get away from me." Really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. She. I was. Uh, I was DJing at a club with my friends, and uh, she like the people kept coming up on stage with us, and we yeah. were kicking them off all night. And then I feel somebody standing behind me, and I like looked at my friend. I was like, "Hey, are these people with you? Because they gotta go if they're not." with you because I'm tired of having people up here. And then I turned and the rest is history. Once I like it. So like after you said, get out of here, then you saw her and you're like, yeah, you're she's, too yeah, pretty she was to like, care. I'm, she was like, I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, oh no, you can stay. <laughs> you can stay. Like that's like a level of pretty privilege that like must be nice. You right. know what I mean? Like get them out, you can stay. Yeah, I was like security, actually, never mind. Security, get her my number. That's not oh how security God. works. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> That's not it at all. They're not your assistants. <laughs> oh, my God. I love I, I don't ever read the opinion pages, but I look at the headlines. Opinion in the Wall Street Journal on marriage, an economist bravely states the obvious. What would that even be about? Divorce rates are up. Is and that what it is? They're way I up? don't know. What's the obvious? Right. Also, if you're, not that obvious. if you're stating the obvious, is it really brave of you to say something that's already obvious to everybody else? Brave. I couldn't agree more. Stating the obvious. But the thing is, it must not be that obvious. I can't think of what it is. What is I, it? I'm trying to, trying to track it down. Because it was trying to say that I don't have any more stories left, and then it realized that's bullshit I do. You have a membership, and it like didn't acknowledge it. Um, exactly, at first. Can we take a pause and just let me ask you this? Where the hell is that interview that Catherine did of you? We need to get it. Which interview? And you know, she said she wanted to interview for her, you? For well, a- I don't know if she recorded it. I, I assume she recorded it, but she probably still doesn't have it. Could you imagine if we had that? I got to tell you something about Catherine Brandt that was hilarious. When I first met her, she's 21 years old, right? Yeah. Her sister-in-law was working for my attorney, Alan Dorfman. That's how she got the job. Okay. Uh, so she asked if she could interview me. I said, yeah, we can want to have lunch sometime or dinner or whatever. You can just do an interview then and blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there waiting, and she got up to walk to another area to get something. If she weighed 60 pounds, I'd be shocked. Catherine? Oh, my God, she was rail thin. You're like, I love that. About no, her. I didn't care for that part of it. I'm going to be honest. You've got to get this girl some food. She some waiter, was, another burger. I swear here. to God, if she weighed 100 pounds, I'd be shocked. And she's 5'11", like you. Yeah. 
So she was just real thin. It was unbelievable. I don't think Justin had that worry about me when we went to the, our first date on the dog park. He wasn't like, we got to make sure she eats. And, but yeah, but he didn't want to arm wrestle you. That was the he other thing. He didn't want to arm wrestle you. Um, yeah, so did she like do a written interview or did she do... Like she recorded it, I believe, and then yeah, she did some writing and recording and all that stuff. We need it. That whole deal. And like at the time, what yeah. were you like? Why did she want to interview you? Because I was working at Capitol Records and traveling with like Duran Duran. So it was like you were mm-hmm. in the music industry. That's why she was like, you'd yeah. be a great person to interview. And then she found out from Alan that I had been on the radio before that, and she was doing broadcast journalism. So you know, she wanted, I suppose, to talk about that too. I love that. She's amazing. I would love to hear that interview. Your guys' like young voices and her mm-hmm. asking you questions. I never had, this was my voice from the time I was like 10. Which would be super fun to hear it. Oh, a little boy with my voice? Yeah, it was real. <laughs> what are you looking at? It's like, oh, God. I would love. We need to. I need all message her when she's done with her vacation, see if she can find it. I told you about Halloween when I was a kid. Yeah. Because of my voice. Get out of here, kid. Because I was like 5'11 and had this voice. They thought I was. 20. I don't care who Why you is are. Why a 45-year-old man trick-or-treating? <laughs> exactly. You should be giving me candy. Get off my doorstep, you bum. I don't care how old you are. You come to the doorstep, you say trick-or-treat, I'm giving you candy. Like, that's how it's going to go down. So just know. And that's how everyone should be. Because I don't I care. I agree. Like, teenagers, especially when they're right on the cusp of being too old, will make the decision two minutes prior to trick-or-treat. Like, I am going to go trick or It looks too fun. Right. They don't have a costume. Fine. You come to my door. I just think it's so weird when people have weird stances on handing out 25-cent candy. I know. Like, no. just some, I don't care if you're a parent. Like, sometimes when I've gone taking kids, I'm like, can I get a Kit Kat? Like, don't have, I don't care. You come to my door. You say the words. You're getting candy. Done. I need to I see your it. ID. But the fact that <laughs> you have an ID says you're too old. Yeah, yeah gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I do. I just love Halloween. I Same. always have. I, I've loved Halloween. It's so much fun. I know. I love Halloween. It's easily my favorite holiday because there's not the pressure of gifts. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's just like a whole vibe of silliness. And the whole idea that you get to see inside people's houses. Love that, too. And like, really? I didn't care much for that. I love that. Well, although in North Minneapolis, a lot of them were shitholes, so that might have something to do with it. But they handed out candy. <clears throat> Some of them did, yes. A lot of them handed out the homemade popcorn balls. You're like, no, thank you. I, it depends on how at age I was. I probably would have been into well, that. No, you couldn't take the chance they didn't put something in right. the popcorn. But, like, nobody gives free drugs out, okay? Nobody cares about drugging well, up kids. Well, wasn't there, like, the dog treat scandal a couple years ago where people were, like, putting like glass into dog treats or something like I think that. it was like a big rumor that people were putting drugs like there's a whole myth behind putting drugs into oh, candy oh no like nobody wants to just give away free drugs look at that cocky look he's got on his face ladies <laughs> and gentlemen let me just tell you something we're talking about trick or treating yeah nobody gives away free drugs thank you oh so you would agree with that that nobody gives away free drugs <laughs> she's gonna come over and get you all set up he's got the mic coming on right now what were you uh where were you going with that, with the free drugs? We used to get terrible things from old people. Like, okay, so... Ben Gay. They were saying how they wouldn't eat, like, a pop, a homemade popcorn ball. And I'm like, you know what? I would probably destroy one of those now if my neighbors made, like, a homemade popcorn ball when you're trick-or-treating because they were scared of what could be put in it. And I was like, mm. who's, who's wasting their own drugs on kids? Drug dealers. Yeah, but, like... Kids is that rarely how, is have. Is that how you do it? Right, you, you get, get them it. in early. Yeah, but like, that's true. The kids rarely have disposable income, I, so it's like hand them to me. Up? Yeah, but they're not. Se- yeah. 
What was the last part, Well, I said, kids don't have that often disposable income. So it's like, I guess, like, if anything, if you see me coming, go for it. Get me hooked. But, like, kids? Eh. I wouldn't say they're great customers. Just saying. In that respect, you're right. Thank 100%. You. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Caliendo in studio. So what's on the docket? For what? Well, your appearances. Uh, Tonight, tomorrow. Oh, I am at Acme Comedy Company. Tonight at eight o'clock, and uh, tomorrow at eight o'clock as well. Those two nights, and tomorrow is like five or ten tickets left. I think tonight probably has like thirty, something like that. Twenty-five, thirty. Man, not many. They got to get in there. No question. You know what? You got lucky because appearing at the end of September uh, could not be great, but it's going to be in the eighties and sunny for the next couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's like winter for me in Phoenix. That is winter in Phoenix, isn't it? <laughs> we There's wait no for question. it to cool down to 80. How is Phoenix? How's it, how's it going on? Uh, it's going well. I think, uh, you know, the for me or the city in general? Well, I just from your perspective. I like it. I like it. It's just too hot in the summer. It I mean, is hot. It's brutal. Uh, and uh, so I, I look forward to getting away right now. I, I, I forgot to check the weather as I left, because I've done this before, where I've left and it's 90 degrees in Phoenix, and yeah. I yeah. get to Wisconsin or something like that, and it's 43. <laughs> yeah. I one time during the polar vortex got out of the plane in shorts and a t-shirt, oh. and was just I was convulsing. I was so cold. That's it was, so uncomfortable. Yeah, and your blood, I don't know if it really does thin or what, but... From being out in Phoenix, but I was just, I was, I'd never been so cold. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you can't warm up, you need to get to the concourse. You know, one of my favorite memories of you is many years ago, we were doing appearances in Vegas back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day when, you know, they actually promote, never mind. But in any case, we're at the air, Catherine and I are at the airport, and we're going to head back. And I see somebody coming down the aisle, <laughs> and I think, God, is that Frank? You were so tired, you yeah. could barely talk. I will never forget. And you had done how many shows in a row, you told me? I don't I don't remember. I, I just remember oh, seeing you at the airport God. on the way out. Because that might have been the time where I came from Letterman, wasn't it? I think that was, yes. I, yes, I, it was. I had to fly. There was no flight to Vegas, so I had to fly to L.A. and then take a car. Oh, I had somebody drive me, but... <laughs> The only way I could get there was to take a car. <clears throat> so car service drove me from L.A., and I just got there at 3 in the morning or whatever, oh 4 in the morning God. when it was ready to go on. So, Oh, God, I'll never forget. You looked like you wanted to just lie down right there and take a nap. No, and I remember being on the plane. I was snoring so loudly that people, <laughs> people were hitting me. <laughs> Like, right. stop, like somebody was like not you know pushing on me like it's rare smacking you, me it's rare that you do that to somebody who isn't your significant other yeah, like right. the way abuse i give my husband while he's right. sleeping but i would never do that no, unless it was that's absolutely. what i couldn't believe and i'm like i i was just on letterman <laughs> <laughs> what are you, tonight show fans <laughs> sign something put it in front of me let me sleep yeah it was uh, i was just so beat uh, you were. It was amazing. Yeah, and I remember the first time. The first time, the casino was still called the Aladdin at the time. Oh, sure. So yeah. it was the Aladdin. I remember getting there and being completely confused where to go. Yep. Because the taxi driver dropped me off. I think in the 
uh, parking structure. What is that now? Is that st- is it, is the building still there? Oh, I don't even I don't know. know what that Aladdin turned into. Aladdin became something it else. It did. Yeah, it was Planet Hollywood. Is it Planet Hollywood? I believe, yeah. Yeah, okay. I believe that's true. But, yeah, when we first went there, we went to Treasure Island. That's the first appearance we made down there. Oh, is that what? Okay, maybe. That's when Louie Anderson came in with about... 300 donuts for everybody from... I was going to say 300 pounds. 300 pounds, yeah. Hey. I've been a little low for Louis. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you, that's what you were thinking. I though. love him. I do miss Louis. Oh, I miss course. him a lot. I still remember in, in, uh, in L.A. he came to visit me one time. I'm sorry, in Phoenix. He'd been to my house a few times in L.A., but he was just doing the backstroke in my pool. He's like, that's a big pool. I fit in this. There's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot of pools I don't fit in. God, we, you must have lost a lot of friends in that pandemic thing because I lost about five. Yeah, that, I mean, that's crazy. The, the Norm MacDonald... Yeah. Uh, right about it. But that was something. That was I, coming on. Yeah. That oh, nobody. Yeah. I was on a plane with a doctor one time, and he was. He said he treated Norm. He's like, I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, I think it was a cancer doctor. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that's yeah, like cancer. nobody. Norm didn't tell anybody, which was. Not at first. <laughs> you didn't. Imagine, right. Hey, yeah. Uh, doc, don't tell anybody about this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, you know, I, uh, you know the uh, you're the doc. You're my doc, right? You know, you know those uh, pills you gave me. You know? put a different name on them. Can you do that? <laughs> I miss him. But Bob Saget's of the world. Saget. You got Gil- Gilbert Gottfried. You got yeah. Louis Anderson. I'm like, my God. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to think about. And that's that time. I mean, you're gonna, all these people we either grew up with or knew as we were coming along. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that. I remember that happening with family, where my dad's side of my his family and my mom's side, they, they're you know cousins and stuff were all starting to just uncles. They're uncles and yeah. aunts that we were allowed to talk about on my dad's side. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. It's really insane, right there. So, where, what what country were they from originally? I forgot. Did it's. Uh, uh, parts unknown, like the rest of us. From parts unknown. Parts unknown. I'm Dr. X. <laughs> we were just talking about the, the uh, voting system in America and eventually got around to Italy, where there are, I believe, 23 different parties. I oh, are there really? That. Yeah, 23 different political parties. And you hate that or like that? No, I like it, actually. I like it. I, I, yeah, I, I like it. I didn't want to start off by saying I like it, but it's like... So what do they have to do? They have to get a... I don't know. I mean, how do you win anything? How does anybody win anything? Well, you probably have to get groups of people together to... Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, don't they do that in other parts of Europe, too, where they get... Uh, I don't even know what the word is, but, like, g- groups of people together to side all together and it's then... It's like getting signatures kind of vibe. No, like, like a... No, like you get a... a, a, a convention? A, oh, no. No, this I'm I'm really bad at words. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not good for a comedian. Right? Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's I'm getting out of the business. I'm gonna be a politician instead. Yeah, yeah, you can lie. Apparently, you can either make them up or just not know them. Yeah, um, that's right. Or just stop mid conversation, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, no, I can't remember what the word is, but you get you know you get parties to align together. Yeah. In a, an alliance, almost coalition. A coalition. Yeah. That's it. I had the C, but I didn't have the O. C alien do. You have to remember. C alien do. I love that so much. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> oh, Hakuna Matata. All right, we got to end this show, but uh, you're going to be on with the family at ten thirty. Oh, I, I forgot. I was even in the uh, the end part of the first show. Yeah, unless you, we we just Andy have Andy come in and just continue from this point <laughs> on. Keep rolling. Does it matter? 
I don't know. Andy, what do you think? He's out there scrambling <laughs> right now. What are you doing out there? You want to start the show early? or Because mom's not Can coming you in. Can even do that without a break in between them? No, we need a break. No. We, need, we need a break. But we'll yeah, take a break, I so. yeah. I think we need a break. All right, we'll do we'll, uh, that'll give us 22 minutes for a break. And and that we can on that we can axe Andy. I'm doing his job. That's right. Get rid of Andy. <laughs> axe That's Andy. it. I called him. Just get rid of him. Frank Caliendo tonight and tomorrow night at Acme Comedy Company. One show, eight o'clock both nights. Right. Yep. Magnificent. We'll be back in about a little over 20 minutes with Frank as special guest on the family.